Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. today for what I'm going to share because I like working with children and adults and we're going to mix it up a bit today. So Alex can you move this along because I need to call out some assistance please. If you are in Hot Rock 4 in this room could you give me a wave please? Is there anybody here in Hot Rock 4? I can see some hands there. Brilliant. If you're aged 5 to 7 that is if you're a visitor here. Right I would like one of you to wave at me and be brave enough to come to the front with your parents. So it's not just you being brave, I need your parents to be brave as well. So let's just see your hands again. Let's see if the parents are waving too. Okay. Uh, Archie, would you like to come up for me? That would be fabulous. And can you bring a grown-up with you? (laughs) That would be great. Um, I need someone in Hot Rock 5 next, please. So that's age, like, year four to six. So if you're in Hot Rock 5, give me a wave, and you need a parent as well, James. Where's, where's your mum? <laughs> Come on, Leanne. Come on down. James and Leanne, that's fab. Right, I'm going to need some girls. Can I have someone from the youth who is a lady, please? A lady youth person. <laughs> Whatever age. Do you want to come over here a bit? I'm going to give you a job to do. Where, where are my lady youth people? Hannah. Hannah Morris, can you come down, please? That would be great. Thank you very much. Um, I need an adult next. I'm going to just give a wide age bracket so you can choose. Uh, Age between, say, 20 and 50, (laughs) if that's okay. So give me a wave if you're brave enough to come and help me with that. But there's some children waving at the back. There are no volunteers. I'm going to have to choose. Oh, Rachel. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And then I need an explorer, please. Is there somebody here who is an explorer who would be very brave to come down? It's a very easy thing I'm going to ask you to do, honestly. I'm not going to make you do anything slimy or gungy. Not today. Oh, oh, they're running down. Look, the explorers are keen. Okay. Can we have Pauline? Pauline, you come down. Brilliant. Right, I have around the room, hopefully they're still there, there are some eggs, larger eggs this time. So this is the the other egg hunt for this morning. Um, I would like Archie and Dad and Henry... Theo, sorry. Archie and Theo and David to go and find me the red egg. So there's these very big eggs. Can you go and find me the red one in a minute? I would like Leanne and Dan- um, Daniel, <laughs> James, <laughs> to find me the yellow one, please. Hannah, can you find me the green one? Rachel, the blue one. And Pauline, could you get me the orange one, please? Are you ready? We're going to count to five and I'm going to set them off on their egg hunt. Are you ready? Five, four, three, two, one, go, get your egg (laughs) and bring it back to the front fast as you can. (laughs) Bring it to the front as soon as you've got it. Brilliant, I can see them running. It's a bit like Annika Rice on Treasure Hunt this. (laughs) Come on down, Rachel, bring that egg. Fantastic. Thank you, James. Right, you need to turn it round so we can see the letter at the front, please, when you've got your egg. Fabulous. Right, just stand wherever you are. Brilliant. Well done, James. Thank you, Hannah. Have you got it, Pauline? She's on it. Brilliant. We've lost David and Archie. There they are. Fabulous. Well done, Archie. Good running there. Got your dad to keep up with you, have you? Right, now, 
Oh, look at that. Can I just say, for those of you who can't see through this little thing here, can you just shout out your letter for me from the front? What letter have you got, Archie? Ah. Ah? A? L? E. Yay! <laughs> we got the E. <laughs> okay, James, could you tell us what word you've all made between you? Alive. Good. Alive. He's made the word alive. Before we start today, I'm just going to pray because today is God's day and we want to give this meeting to him and I'm just going to ask him to open our ears and hearts to what he wants Amen. to say. Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus, that you gave up your very, very own son for us so that we could know what it is to have life to the full. And I pray, Lord, that as we hear your word today, that you will open our hearts and open our minds to hear what you have to say to us, from the youngest of us to the oldest, Lord, that every one of us will know something of your power and of your truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Right, the rest of you, if you're a child in the room, you should have one of these. Can you wave it at me if you've got one? Brilliant. If you could open it up, inside you will see a page with some eggs on. Your job while we're doing this talk is to fill in those eggs. Now you can see them all at the front here. So while we're doing this talk bit, I want you to put one of each of these letters in the egg and write down the word that I'm going to reveal to you as we go along to match with that egg. And by the end of it, you should be able to spell the word alive. So that's your job while we're listening. You all need to have a Bible with you today as well. So if you haven't got it out yet, grab it because you're going to need it this morning. Okay. Wait for the rustling of pages as we will find our Bibles. <laughs> okay. Archie, I need you in a minute. Are you ready? Fab. Okay, now, we're talking about alive today. You'll see our flyers and all our banners. And I just want you to think for a minute, what does it mean to be alive? Alive means something moving forward. It's a positive word. It's not a standing still word. It's usually about movement. And by the very nature, it means something that is not dead. It is alive. It's moving and it has progress. God sent Jesus today, all, well, long ago, but for us today, so that we can have that life that is alive, but not just a life that is a, an existence. He came to give us life that is full, that is vibrant, sparkling, and full of energy. And when you look up the word alive, it actually means that. It's full of energy and vibrant and vivid, and that's what he wants for all of us today. If you've never had that before, that's his plan for you while you're here. So listen out for that and hear God prompting you as you hear the word. In Luke 20, verse 38, uh, Luke writes, He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. This is good news for us today. Amen. We're going to go through each of these letters now. This is where my helpers get very useful, and I have my able assistant Alex on the microphone, so <laughs> this should work. <laughs> okay, Archie, could you turn round your word and read out the big word? You might need Daddy to help you because it's a long one. Abundance. <laughs> oh, awesome. Abundance. Abundance. Can you hold it up for us? Fantastic. There's the word on the screen now for you. God's original plan was for us to have a life of abundance. He doesn't just want us to have a little bit. He's a God of fullness, of life, right. vibrancy and fullness. Now, Archie, inside your egg, there is something hidden. Could you open it up for me, please? Rip it apart. It's okay. Go for it. Right. Can you very carefully read the reference at the top, which tells us where in the Bible we need to look up? John 10, 10. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, just wait for the next bit. So, can you all... <laughs> he's keen, he's very useful. Could you all look up in your Bibles, please? John chapter 10, verse 10. If you're sitting next to a child or with somebody who hasn't got a Bible, can I ask you to share it? Because it'll be really great if you read along with this as we go along. That'd be fab. So, fine. Can you say it again one more time, Archie? John 10, 10. Fabulous. 
John 10, 10. Okay. Archie, in a big, loud voice, can you read the verse that's written on your egg for us, which should be the same as what they're reading? I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Overflows. Brilliant. Thank you, Archie. Brilliant reading there. Thank you. Well done, Archie. (laughs) That was God's word in the Bible. It says, he came, they were Jesus' words to us, he came that we would have life and have it to the full, but not just to the full, till it overflows. There's so much, we can't hold it. Now, Archie, your job hasn't finished there because we're going to give you something else to do, I'm afraid. Okay, I'm going to read a verse while Alex gets my props ready. (laughs) Okay, in Psalm 16, verse 11, it says in the Amplified Version, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. He wants us to enjoy life in his presence. We're going to unpack that a bit more later. And in the Amplified, in John 1.16, it says, For out of his fullness, and I like this word, you'll like this one, Archie, the superabundance, that's not just a bit, it's a superabundance of his grace and truth, we have received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favour upon favour, and gift heaped upon gift. If you could give your egg to Dad, Archie, Alex has got something for you to hold. I'm afraid you've got your hands full today. Yeah, that was my plan. God has given us so much that we almost can't see over the top. It's overflowing to the point where I could have got you another one and on and on and on. But these are gifts of life, of love, of peace. And God just keeps on giving. He's like, I've got, I want to fill your hands till they're overflowing because I've got so much for you. There's no lack. And uh, God has spoken his word over our church about abundance. And he wants us to confess the abundance that we have. He wants us to celebrate our testimonies and God's faithfulness in our lives. And as Richard was sharing earlier, we have so many testimonies here. Let's not be shy in sharing with others what we've already seen of what God's goodness is. Are you all right there for a minute, Archie? You can give them to Alex if your arms start hurting. Because we're going to go on to James now. Are you ready, James? James, could you read the words on the back of your egg? Wait a minute, Alex is coming with the microphone. In a bigger voice even than that. Love. Fantastic. So the next thing we've got is love. So God's given us abundance, but he also gives us his love. But because he loved us so much, he gives us freedom to choose. He doesn't say, you shall do this, and that will be it. He says, you can choose. You can choose life, or you can choose death. You can choose to follow me. You can choose not to. You can choose to put me first, or you can choose not to, and there will be consequences from each of our choices. He chooses to give us the freedom to be, that's what love really is, it's freedom of choice. And because he loves us, he knows the best for us, he knows he's got all these good things, but he wants us to choose to receive them. And sometimes, I'm afraid, James, you've got the short straw. He gives us, well, he doesn't give us things, we put other things as more important than him. And instead of filling our hands with good things, I'm afraid, we sometimes put looking for stuff first, like, spending time working so hard that we just want to get the best thing. Sorry, James. And uh, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> is he there somewhere? I'm sure he's fine. It's not too heavy. I've been nice. But he also, sometimes we just get too busy. We get distracted by life, and we choose to put other things as more important. It's an attitude of our heart and an attitude of our spirit that says, actually, God's not the most important thing in my life. I'm going to concentrate on other things. Or maybe it's just the sneaky lie or the, the borrowing something from work that you really shouldn't have done and you should have asked first. It's just the sneaky small things, but they're all sin. They're all things that come between us and God. 
So because James has his hands full of rubbish and sin, he can't hold all these gifts. He's distracted and there's a hindrance in the way. And in the Bible it says, cast off every sin and everything that holds us back. We need to get rid of that rubbish. James, I've got good news for you. You don't have to hold that for very long because God had a rescue plan. He sent somebody very important and we're going to find out who it is. Can you please... Leanne, <laughs> because James cannot manage. Could you open up the egg for us and read inside, if that's all right? You're right, James. <laughs> okay, could you just read the reference for us, Leanne? Please? Yep. John 3:16. Right. Some of you won't even need to look this up, but I'd like you to look it up anyway, <laughs> because it's a great verse. This is a key verse. Kids in Hot Rock, I know all of you know this one. We do this so many times. Okay. In a big voice, then, Leanne, could you read this one for us? For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Saviour shall not perish but have eternal life. Praise God. That's the rescue plan. He sent his son Jesus to save us from all that sin, all that rubbish that James is holding. It's probably getting our make already. Yeah, look, he's dropping it on everything. (laughs) It's... Jesus came to be the rescue plan, and instead of giving us all that sin, he said, I'll take that. Jesus, who never sinned, who never made a bad choice, who never lied, who never sneaky took anything from work, who never filled his life with other things, he put God first at all times and set a pattern for us. And because he came and died on the cross, which we remember at Easter, he brought life. Sin meant death. That was, full with sin, we were destined for a bad future. But because Jesus came, he came to bring life. And he replaced the sin, cue Alex, with something far better. Here he comes. You might need to help Leanne with this bit. (laughs) Shh. sneaky. Okay, we're going to swap that. We don't want that rubbish. Praise God. Chuck it on the floor. Because Jesus came instead. James, read the label for me. Jesus came. God sent his own son Jesus as a gift. And he said, instead of holding all that rubbish, I'm going to take that away for you. And I'm going to give you my very, very, very best gift ever. I'm going to give you my own son who's going to take away all that sin. And I'm going to give you the fullness of himself. Are you all right there, Archie? You can put them down if your arms are going. You're getting lower and lower. But Jesus was God's greatest gift. And in Ephesians 3.18... Um, Paul writes, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. His love is so immense for every one of you today. It's not just a little measure. He's got an immense amount of love for you. And if you've never known that love, just ask God to reveal that to you as we hear the word today. Right. If you're getting on, mate, you're allowed to put things down for now because I'm going to go on to Hannah. (laughs) Hannah, could you tell us the words on the back of your egg, please? Intimacy. Jesus came... He rose from the dead. He's alive, abundant, full of love, but he also came for us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to be close to him. He doesn't just want to set us free. He wants us to know him, to have a relationship with him one-to-one. Intimacy, for you children especially, means that we're being close to someone we want to be with. It's like wanting to be with your best friend. You know when you just want to hang out with someone, you just go, I want to spend time with you because I really like you. I want to know you better. And intimacy is like that with Jesus. He wants us to spend time with him and get to know him. And when he died, there was a big uh, veil in the temple that used to separate the Holy of Holies from the rest of the people. And there was a veil that separated all of us in the past from God's presence. 
And it came down when Jesus died on the cross. At that point, that veil was torn in two, not just from the bottom to top, like when you rip something, you go bottom to top. It came from the top to the bottom because the power of God was so profound and so determined to let us into that presence. And I'm going to ask Hannah, could you read the reference inside your egg for us, please? 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. If you could look that up, please, that would be great. Sure you're okay? (laughs) Doing a massively brilliant job. Okay, Hannah, can you read that out for us then, please? That would be great. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. That is a fantastic passage, isn't it? Because it's not just that he wants to set us free to come into his presence. It's so that we can actually be like him. If we want to know what it is to live life to the full, it's to know Jesus and be like him, to study his word, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal him to us. We can be like him, as Richard said earlier. We have that same power in us. We can be like Jesus. I mean, that's quite amazing. And sometimes we hear it and we go, oh, yeah, that's great. But actually, that's amazing because it changes us completely. It turns us from just being okay to like, wow, I can change lives in the power of God. I can see people released and free as I go around my day when I'm even in the supermarket. I have the power of Jesus in me and I can be like him and do what he did. And we need to have that life and truly live. I love this passage in Hebrews 10, 19 to 22, and it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood, to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. God's desire for you today, whether you're a child, whether you're an adult or a youth, is to come into his presence, but not just with fear and trembling, boldly, with confidence, with surety that he wants you there. The King of Kings wants you to come close to him and wants to know you better. He wants you to have a relationship with him, and he wants to give you a new and uh, life-giving way. We're going to go on to Rachel's now, please. Rachel, could you read out the word on the back of your egg for me, please? Victorious. Victorious. My friend Victoria, this is your word. (laughs) God came to give us victory. It's even more good news. I mean, we've gone through all this. We've got quite a lot of good stuff going on already, but it's not finished yet. God has a life of victory for us. Sometimes things come along that distract or affect us. There's sickness or there's, there's troubles at work or difficult tests at school. But God has come to give us victory over all things. He has already overcome the world. He doesn't have to ask, you don't, hasn't got to wait for you to ask him. He's done it. He's just waiting for you to receive the victory that is already yours. So every fear, every disappointment, every frustration, every sorrow, even death itself has been overcome by the victory of Jesus. Right. Could you read your reference inside your egg, please, Rachel? Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. So you should just have to flip back a couple of pages from where you were before. got a nice short one (laughs) yeah thank you but thank god he gives us victory over sin and death through our lord jesus christ because jesus died 
we have that victory. The same victory that Jesus overcame is yours. Every one of you in this room can have that victory in your life. He has overcome sin and death. He's already done it. In Isaiah 12, verse 2, um, Isaiah writes, See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. In Romans 8, 37, Paul writes, Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. It's not our own strength. It's not trying really hard. It's not praying more or being more devout. It's about having a relationship with Jesus where we surrender ourselves to him and accept the victory that is already ours. Because he rose again to life, which we're celebrating today, because of his resurrection, he overcame death itself. Death could not be kept down. In 1 John 5, 4, every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. All we need to do is believe. We just need to believe in the name of Jesus and the fact that he rose again from the dead and accept him as our Lord and Saviour and we can know that faith that brings victory in our own lives. And then we have one more egg to go. Pauline, could you read the word on the back for us? Or two words, actually, on yours, I believe. Eternally empowered. We are eternally empowered. We don't stop at victory. We don't just stop at abundance. We don't stop at love. God's got even more. He's got eternal empowerment for us. Eternal life with him. Through believing that Jesus died on the cross, we can have eternal life forevermore in the presence of God. That is quite a privilege, isn't it? (laughs) To actually spend eternity with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who wants us there. Could you read your reference, Pauline, for us on the back, please? John 17, verse 3. Brilliant. Can you look up John? We're back in John. So if you were in John before and you kept your finger there, well done. We're back in John 17, verse 3. Still all right, Archie? He's <laughs> doing very well. <laughs> You're right, James. <laughs> okay, Pauline, thank you. And this is the way to have eternal life to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, yes. the one you sent to earth. Yes. The only way to, to know Him, to have eternal life, is to know Him. We have to know God. We have to choose to accept all that he has for us, to choose to get to know him, to spend time with him and to listen to him, and then we will have eternal life. Eternal life requires a personal relationship. It's where we must submit our sin, put it down, and accept Jesus as the King of kings and Lord of lords who chooses to love us. He wants to live in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't just say, off you go then, have a lovely eternal life. He says, I'm going to send you myself to be with you in the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, everything I ask you to do, I'm going to empower you to do. I want you to have my fullness, my power, in every action you take and every word you say. And in Hebrews 13, 5, God says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, he has the Holy Spirit to be your guide, to empower you with the life-giving power of God. You don't have to try. You just have to let go and trust him and ask him what he wants you to do and where he wants you to go. He has a rich and fulfilling life for every one of us. And in 2 Corinthians 3, 6, Paul writes again, the old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. Romans 8, 1 to 2 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Because he is alive, we can have an abundant life. Because he is alive and came back from the dead, we can know the deepest, widest, purest love. We can know Jesus himself. 
because he died on the cross and rose again, we can have an intimacy, we can have a relationship with him, and he chooses to have that with us, whether we want to accept it or not. We can have victory over fear, sin, sickness, and death. We can live a life of eternal empowerment, living with the power of the Holy Spirit in us, and know we are never, ever alone. Today, I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, are you alive? Do you know where you will go when you die? Do you know where you will spend eternity? Because today, the invitation is here. Richard's asked you earlier, and I want to reinforce that again. Jesus loves you all very, very much. He came to die for you. And I just want to ask you today to take a moment and just think, have I ever chosen this fullness of life that Jesus is offering for myself? Is today the day where I say sorry for the things I've done, for putting other things in the way, and for asking Jesus to be the the gift to replace it and to accept him into my life? Is today the day for a new start for me in my life? For others of you, it's perhaps you've just been making do. You've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, but things have slipped a bit. You've just enjoyed an existence. You're making do and you're living life in the norm. But he wants a bigger and better life for you. He has fullness of life for you, and all this truth is still yours. He wants you to know that today is a day for a new start, a new life, where you are really alive, where you are vibrant and vivid. And uh, if there's any of you who've felt stirred by what we've shared at any point this morning, we'd love you to chat to the people who came with you. If you're a child, chat to your parents or to another adult that you know. But if not, there are people in the guest area who would love to chat to you afterwards if you want to know more about this God who sets you free and gives you fullness of life. And uh, I'm just going to pray as we close because I believe God wants to stir our hearts today. Father, I thank you that you have promised us so much goodness. You've promised us a life of abundance. You've given us your own son to show your love to us. You've come to give us power and to live life to the full, energised, vibrant, and eternal, Lord, and full of victory over everything that comes against us. Lord, I just pray you will stir us now, Lord, to what you want to do in each of us as individuals. And Lord, we just lay our lives before you and ask you, Lord, to to be the new life in our veins, Lord, to, to pump new blood through our hearts, Lord, to give us new eyes to see what you would have us to see. And Lord, we just ask you to have a new way in us today. We surrender ourselves and say, make your way in us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you say we can boldly come, that we don't have to be afraid because you love us so much. You're running towards us, waiting for us to take that one step to you. Lord, I thank you. You loved us that much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.